previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex. What they're all looking for, the commonalities and the common denominators are that they all want someone who they can share their life with, a teammate, a partner, not a, a trophy wife or husband or, you know, a toy boy or or whatever. They just want someone who is from a good background, who's not after money, who has sensible outlook on life, who's not going to screw them over, mm. who, if they want kids, wants kids. If they don't want kids, doesn't want kids. They all want what things. me and Miranda have got. Yeah. Really? Have you guys got a special No, it's us. Thing? Me and Miranda. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> <laughs> everyone unfortunately me and bb just couldn't make it into the studio due to some very busy schedules however we have managed to do this week's podcast via skype so if this is your first time joining us we do normally do it from a studio and we will be back there very soon so stick with us and in the meantime i hope you enjoy this very special interview with Stuart from sex accountants So, first of all, can you just briefly explain what is a sex accountant? Really, I'm a chartered accountant who works in the adult entertainment industry, which makes it sound a lot more boring than sex accountant. <laughs> <laughs> but sex accountant has a ring to it, which people remember. So, I wanted to talk to you, Stuart, because I think a lot of people are very daunted at the thought of not only going into self-employment just for any kind of reason, but also, but especially when it comes to sex work. And a lot of things that I always got asked as a sex worker was, so what did you tell your accountant you did? And you very clearly, you put that it's it's totally legal <laughs> yes. and that HMRC, they keep it quite discreet. Is that correct? Totally confidential. I, I fault HMRC for many things, but when it comes down to confidentiality, they're 100%. They just do not disclose anything. Even when clients authorise us to act for them, we have to go through security each time we speak to HMRC. That so, is strangely impressive, isn't it? Mm, they're very effective. Can I ask, Miranda, what did you put What did you put as your profession? I think I, I put adult entertainer, which made me sound like I, I went to some very... <laughs> <laughs> very strange parties <laughs> but that's but it's so it's totally fine to put down escorting or do you find that other people put different things down uh, on their accounts very, for what they do despite what i say to them very few are happy using escort they don't trust hmrc so they'll go for the probably the most popular is either therapist some type of therapist or model one webcam calls herself an internet service provider. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's clever, but HMRC may think she's they're dealing with Google. <laughs> well, <laughs> in a way, they are. Yeah. Are there are there specific um, tax and financial worries for workers in the adult industries? Uh, I don't think I could, it's just another business. Mm. Um, there's nothing specific that they should be worried about. Once you've got over the, well, once you realise that HMRC will treat you like any other business and it will be treated confidentially, that all they're interested in is people putting down the correct figures on their tax return. They're not really bothered what you, they call themselves, as long as the details are correct when it comes to income and expenditure. It's uh, just like sex workers themselves, then just fussed <laughs> about the money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if HMRC would go as far as that to agree with that. 
<laughs> so let's start at the beginning. Say someone wants to go into sex work. What is the first thing that they should do? Do they need to register a company? Do they need to register as self-employed? What? Where do they start? They have to be very careful. Most of them will be uh, in businesses, what I call a sole trader. That's as an individual. The higher earners, and you have to be careful with this, the webcamers can register as a limited company. Escorts mustn't register as limited companies, not because it's illegal, which it isn't, but because Kentley's house will dislike the idea. They will say it's an immoral purpose. They, if they find out, they will just cancel the company, which then means that all the work you've put in with HMRC as a company will have to be cancelled, and you'll then have to go back and be treated as a sole trader. The big worry is that because you're working in the past, HMRC might say, well, we're going to have penalties because you didn't do it correct in the first place. Oh, so what's, wow. what's company's house's problem? You can't use a company for an immoral purpose. I, I wouldn't like to define that, but they just don't allow it. Wow. But the companies that don't pay their tax, hello, Starbucks, aren't they <laughs> Aren't they as immoral? Or, you know, sex workers isn't immoral. That's it's, it's such a weird um, definition, isn't it? It is. And a lot of people fall into the trap. A lot of people get away with it because Kennedy's House don't understand it. There's a wonderful service number. I think it's 10,000, which is provision of other services, which we use for webcamers, but it gives nothing away. But I would imagine tens of thousands of other companies not in the adult entertainment industry use it. And therefore, it doesn't get picked up. Mm. Wow. So... So someone wants to register, as, so they start off as a sole trader then. So what, what does that mean? How do you, how do you register yeah, wait, as a sole trader? Different rules for a sole trader to a limited company. I think probably it's better to look at a sole trader because most of them will start, have to be, all escorts have to be sole traders. And most people will start off as a sole trader. If their business, if they say webcamers and they become very successful, then they should think about moving to a limited company because there are opportunities to save tax. Okay. And sole trader, you have to register with HMRC. You don't if your income is less than a thousand pounds a year. That's your total income. It's not your income after your expenses. It's your total income. So it's not a very high figure. You therefore have to register with HMRC. The time limits are quite generous in that you have to register by the 5th of October following the end of the tax year. Can you tell I'm an accountant now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> following the end of the tax year in which you started self-employment, tax years end on the 5th of April. Okay, so they have any time from the 5th of April until the 6th of October, and that's the time to register as a sole trader and to register with, with HMRC. The deadline is 5th of October. I always recommend people do it earlier really as soon as they start because then they're on record with HMRC. You'd love to be my accountant. I always put my stuff through um, about the 29th of January, just in time. For <laughs> I have a few like that. <laughs> the best we ever had was 31st of January. <laughs> Stupidly, <laughs> we did it. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 
what kind of things should people like have because I'm just looking at my shoe box at the moment which is kind of where it's like three different shoe boxes shoved full of receipts so so when people are handing it in like say they're handing it in on the 29th of, of January what kind of do you like the receipts all in month by month order or anything or what what's the best way to do it I prefer not to have any paperwork at all <laughs> something online or on your phone yeah which is possible now there's some really good apps and they take photos of receipts they analyze it for you you just have to put a record of your income in and we can access that in real time oh, they're wow. really sophisticated and not expensive boxes of receipts are a bit old-fashioned <laughs> How dare you, Stuart? How dare you? Rude, rude. Um, the rudest guest we've ever had. If you say the clients fall into male and female, we'd get shoeboxes from women and carrier bags from men. <laughs> I'm not saying that. that's just an observation. Sam's um, hiding his carrier bag, I can tell. <laughs> I know Miranda wants to know what's claimable. Yes, I do. <laughs> what kind of things can we claim for? And, and what kind of things have you had in the past that have come through from sex workers and, and webcamers? It's always hard to give somebody a list of what they can claim for because it comes down to individual choice. I, I say to people, if you're paying it out because of your business, then make a record, keep a record of it and let us decide. At best, you'll get all of it. If not, you'll probably get a proportion of it. So okay. there's certain expenses which are obvious, mobile phones, travel, accommodation if you're working away, clothing, but not general clothing. It's going to be clothing that's used in the in work. The clothing one's huge. So when you won't remember this, Stuart, but I used to have a career and I used to do um I used to do quite a bit of TV and I remember going to my accountant, but I bought this outfit for the television. And he said there was a case that apparently it was a famous case, but he may have lied to me that the glitter band, <laughs> the glitter band <laughs> bought, <laughs> bought um, some glittery outfits for stage. And the, and the tax people said, no, you could easily have worn, worn them walking down the street. <laughs> oh, my God. I've not heard that one. I'm not saying it's the case. <laughs> uh, well, I bet years ago, I claimed tax relief for a farmer of all people who went on a farming programme because he had to have a particular colour of suit. It wasn't the fact he didn't have a suit. Brilliant. But he had to have a certain shade of green. Oh, um, my God. Tax relief on that, just as an individual, but it wasn't a case or anything. But like um, nipple tassels then. So nipple tassels, that must be... Oh, no, you could do that. Yeah. This isn't for the farmer, is it? No, no. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Things like that. Work clothes. Yeah. Okay. Obviously allowable. I, I, I heard of a case where somebody kept two wardrobes, one for work, one for um, non-work. Yeah. They claimed tax relief on the ones for work. And I'd suggest that most people wouldn't wear their work clothes at any other time other than for work. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not We're saying We're both in our pajamas. Yes. <laughs> this is why it's Skype, Stuart. Yes. I think, there's a, I think it's possible to divide the, the two. <laughs> the work ones are allowable. Well, I've got a bit of a quick-fire question round. Can I throw some, some items at you and you can tell me if you think they'll be tax deductible? Which profession are we to? What, what are we to? What's the what job <laughs> are they doing? The sex workers. So, so I'm talking about uh, escorting, webcoming, and dancing. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Makeup. 
yes, if it's the makeup they wear for work. <laughs> uh, manicures. Oh. I would say yes. Condoms. <gasps> Definitely. Wet wipes. Yes. Baby oil. Yes. Bed sheets. Was that sheep? It was, it was just that very one, very specific request I had. <laughs> we'll move on. Ben, no, I was going to say I've got to answer it. Yes. Yeah. It was a specific request. <laughs> I think what you got to remember is you don't have to tell me. You might have to tell an inspector of taxes. <laughs> Put a case and, in front of an inspector of taxes, it would be allowable. That's, that's very true. And what about rent? So say if they're working from home, can they uh, claim a portion of their rent or a portion of their mortgage as on yes. their taxes? Yes. There's two ways of doing it. HMRC will allow the really generous amount of £18 a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> or you claim it on a, a usage basis, which is a combination of number of rooms and time spent using those rooms. You just can't pluck a figure from the air. Eighteen pounds—that's like a Brillo pad, mm. which is specialist, Miranda. That is, that is very specialist. But you know, it's not generous. <laughs> yeah. So how do they work out? I mean, I guess that's why they—why people would hire a chartered accountant if there's this other kind of secret, complicated rooms versus eighteen quid. That's so. I, I see people who claim uh, a quarter of their rent you've got to be able to justify why you're claiming a quarter. It's not, and even four rooms, yeah. you've got to be able to justify what's happening to that one room that you're saying is being used for work. Make sure it's not being used privately. And then also it's like electricity, all the utilities, you can use all that. You can claim for that as well, can't you? Yes. The only thing I would say is if it's a mortgage, you have to be a little careful that you're not creating one part of your house it's a business because when you come to sell it and there's a capital gain HMR might, HMRC might say well it's not all private some of its business will have capital gains tax on that business part was but that even was, that. was wow. that even English Stuart what was Stuart just saying Miranda? <laughs> I, I, mortgage I mean, capital gain <laughs> Stuart you are earning your money here I yes. am I have no right. idea what sorry, any of this means I'm sorry I got carried away no, no, this is great. This is entirely why we need chartered accountants. If you sell um, a house which you've, yeah. li you've lived in and never used as a, any part of it for a business, that gain, in simple terms, you're not going to pay any tax on it. Oh if you sell God. a house with a garage of, say, a, um, a business, a shop attached to it, even though it's the one building, the shop part is a business asset yeah. and will be taxed accordingly which means if you make a gain on it there's what is called capital gains tax which is a tax on any gains you make in respect of business property and wow. other so it's that sort of idea it does get a bit complicated i don't understand any of this but i find it very arousing oh, no. and i think <laughs> you're the first <laughs> I <was> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> bet she ain't bet she ain't um, <laughs> now at what point so say is do you think in your mind Stuart that there's uh like a figure or a monetary value where people are going right now I need a chartered accountant or do you think like even if they're not earning very much say they're earning over 
I don't know. Is there is there like a figure where you think this is where you need a chartered accountant to, or you know, a time when they they should consider hiring someone? I think, given that in very round terms, people can earn twelve thousand pounds without paying any tax, they'll have to pay national insurance on that figure, mm. but no tax. I think that's probably a figure where we can't do a great deal to help. The national insurance is payable. There's not a great deal we can do. If you doubled that figure, mm-hmm. say twenty thousand, let's make it easy, twenty thousand above, I would say that's when you should start to think about it. Okay, oh, that's interesting. Because I just, I just never knew when. I always sort of did my own accounts. Yeah, like, I think it's, it's. We've got to sell it on the idea of how much tax we can save. Yeah. If you're paying two hundred pounds tax, and we're charging more than two hundred pounds, there's no point in. And we'd be the first to say it. There's no point in acting for you. Yeah. If you're paying a thousand pounds tax, then the scope for us to save use of money and it, it comes from areas like we've discussed before like use of home for, for work and also having the confidence to claim for items that the individual might feel a bit careful about what's the most outrageous item that you've kind of got through once again in this industry um yeah. <laughs> you just think um a nazi uniform <laughs> prince harry was that prince harry <laughs> was that for a male or a female it's for the female to wear oh for, oh my god <laughs> I, and Just i have get... to ask the questions too so <laughs> uh, a rocking horse oh, child no. wooden sword was that for a, a an escort or escort. model oh my god a size 13 stiletto shoes we've claimed for regular chest waxing once again for a man i think because i thought this is worth a laugh with hmrc you never you never get the response i suppose but i actually <laughs> said what it was on the tax return there is a reason for it that if you if you're open about it they can't come back in five years and say well we never knew about it i put it on the tax return nothing at all from hmrc neither an inquiry nor a laugh <laughs> oh, you really oh. should toy with that. That's such a laugh. That would lift your day enormously. There are some that we, we tend to see the ones that people put down thinking that they can claim it when they can't. And the, the biggest item I saw was a new fitted kitchen. <laughs> because she said that she would be filmed in there part of the time. And you're talking about, about 30,000 plus for the kitchen. <laughs> I, I applaud that. I yeah. The other one was a horse, literally a horse, <laughs> which she wanted to use for a Lady Godiva scene. Oh. oh. They were pretty unusual. <laughs> and she couldn't. She couldn't get the horse through. Oh, she that is. The horse. If she'd hired the horse, yes. Oh. It oh. was that her hobby was horse riding. I'm still oh. stuck on glitter band outfit. Someone tried to put a kitchen through and I couldn't get a bit of sparkle. <laughs> oh, the glitter band would qualify now. I think times have changed. Yeah, times have changed, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> and what about like future planning? So say uh, people are setting themselves up. They've got themselves, uh, I guess they can get a business bank account if they wanted to keep their name. That is anonymous. a problem. You mentioned, I should have mentioned it myself. Um, banks 
think that anything to do with the adult entertainment industry is illegal. They won't let people open business bank accounts. No. Did the right thing. She was paying all her cash into a business bank account and they wanted to know where the cash came from, which they, I suppose they might have a right to ask on the money laundering, but they closed her account when she actually owned it and said what she was doing. A bank passing moral judgment? Yes. Can we talk about 2008? That's extraordinary. Going back to the alternative titles that people use, they'll use those to open business bank accounts. Wow. So, around it. so HMRC are fine with it, Companies House are not, and yeah. banks, banks are like just going to nick your money if you if they find out you're a sex worker or have anything but to do with the sex can, industry. They can nick it, but they can stop you having your bank. No, they nick it. We're sticking with nick it. They nick it. <laughs> do they, but do they give, do they give her the money back or do they just? Oh yeah, they can't keep, they, hand oh, okay. it back. they just close the account and say, they probably say go and bank somewhere else, which is impossible. Oh my God! Oh, people back into the cash economy, which is an yeah. interesting point. I'm going to hold your coat, Miranda. Go get them. <laughs> I'm so angry. I know you are. That is insane. Like, what? How is that money any different to the kind of money that they're getting from people who aren't paying their taxes and who are like making money out of the worst human things possible? But people who are having consensual sex yeah. are the ones that are getting their bank accounts closed down, even in the UK where it's legal. Like it's a, that. It's just lack of knowledge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just ignorance. Oh mm. my God. So if someone wanted to open a business account, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, <laughs> that's that's when they're the therapist or the beautician or the model. Yeah, you don't have to have a business bank account. If you're an individual, you can oh, use okay. any account. It doesn't have to be a business bank account. Okay. But there so must be that... perks and things you're losing out on if you haven't, because they wouldn't be created in the first place. No, the only perk you're losing out on is the perk for the banks where they'll charge you for a business bank account. Uh... Banks are not doing well today. They no. wouldn't charge you for a personal account. So you stick with having a personal account. Yeah. What, what about people? Are there people who will take the money in the long term? Like, let's look at like savings, life insurance. What kind of things can people start doing to protect themselves in the future, money wise? One of the, the commonest aims that people have is to buy their own house. Yeah. Mortgage lenders don't have a problem with the true title of the business. Mm. I've checked this before because they, they, they delve into it more deeply, probably. They ask for bank statements. They'll see transactions and stuff like that. They're not bothered. They just want to see a constant income stream coming in. Oh, really? So yeah, mortgage it's, it's strange that, but say a building society isn't bothered, but a bank is. Wow. So so start, build, start banking with a building society if you want to <laughs> get a mortgage then? Yeah, I was going to say that. I've also seen banks lend on mortgages to sex workers. What the same bank wouldn't allow a business account, not for that <gasps> sex worker, but for a sex worker. It's just they're such huge organisations; they don't know what they're doing. Wow! So, so, but it is possible for sex it workers is. to get mortgaged. Pensions, oh, pensions! They're they're just not bothered. They'll take this. It's, it's there's no nothing to stop them taking the money. Yeah, it's it's the I think the banks cause a big problem. Company's house is a smaller problem because it doesn't apply to many people, but it gives that impression that it's illegal when it's not. 
I think people worry more than they have to because of that. Yeah, I think that is the big problem because that's certainly what, what has been my experience when I've spoken to people where they're just like, I don't know what I put on my tax form because mm. they don't know whether to go as a limited company, sole trader. And if they do as a limited company, their details get on company house. And, and obviously they want to remain discreet and, and anonymous a lot of the time. So so there's ways around that by just going sole trader and you don't have to open a business account. So that's that's something. Why did you become a sex accountant? Did you just see a niche in the market or did someone, did you just seem to be collecting escorts? From small beginnings, dare I say from small beginnings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was contacted by somebody who was doing cam work because of something I'd written about accountants in general, not giving their clients the respect that they should do. And she wrote, and she contacted me because she felt that her existing accountant wasn't giving her the respect she she was entitled to. And it was was what I've just said before. It was that sort of scenario. Did she spread the word about you or did you just find yourself enjoying the niche? It's a job, just just like (laughs) any other job. Um, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy enjoy my job in general, but this is, it's it's an interesting job. And it, um, it grew from there, from referrals, and then I realised, I didn't realise how big the industry was. I think that's where the biggest surprise I got was how big the industry is. Do you th- have you found that it's grown over the last like couple of years? With the recessions and everything, have you found that more people are, are coming to you as sex workers? A hard one to answer that because more people are coming, but I don't know if that's because they... It, yeah, there seem to be a lot of re- ones who've just started. Yeah. But they've actually stuck with it. I mean, there's always the ones who start and then stop. But yeah. Now, over the last few years, two two years, two to three years, I would say that there's been more starting and sticking with it. Yeah. And you've got clients like from all over the world at the moment. So, so it's probably quite tricky to figure out if it's just the UK ones or from all over the place. I think what I see is we have clients from all, mainly from all over the UK. Okay. It's where the work is based. They tend to be in the South, but that's a population thing. It's also a money thing as well, or cities, obviously. It's a combination of where the money is and where the people are. Ah, it's quite a good insight. I never really thought that, like, to go through a chartered accountant to find out all the stats and about where sex workers are, but... (laughs) <laughs> See, we're cha- this podcast is changing your life, Miranda. I, I know, I know. We had a web camera approach us last week and I had to get the atlas out to find out. Well, not the atlas, <laughs> but I think Google Maps. <laughs> and it was mainly green on the map. There were very few roads. <laughs> mm-hmm.